0: Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We are talking with expert attorney Dan Knight, who is not only a building contractor, he's an attorney who handles building contracting cases. He assists people when they have uh, a construction defect, and sometimes he helps them make sure they don't end up in litigation by just learning how to communicate between the contractor and their customer. But, you know, a lot of a lot of what's going on these days, Dan, uh, has to do with whether a contractor or an owner of property can get a building permit mm-hmm. or whether they can get a permit to remodel a building. Um, have you been involved in the uh, uh, assistance of people who are trying to get permits or they've tried to get a permit and uh, a city or a county has... Uh, them no we're not going to give it to you no way no how uh, what what kind of disputes have you uh, seen lately
1: sure so i i i went through it a lot as a, as a building contractor and just to be clear I, i'm a retired building contractor at this point um, well like i said when the when the back gives out the brain kicks in right? exactly <laughs> and so we would we would uh, you know a contractor uh, has some ability to go in and uh bring in plans. Uh, there's specific chapters in building codes that allow you to to draft and, and do some certain remodel work, um, new construction in certain instances, but oftentimes the, the architect will be putting the plans together, interface with the engineer, and the architect goes in uh, to get the permit, and then uh, personal opinion contractors aren't involved enough in that phase uh, because a lot of the disputes going in for the permit and the design could be avoided by having contractor input and uh, contractor analysis. Um,
0: Just to give you an example, I, I know a contractor who got designs and they got a permit to turn an office building actually into a residential building. And they, they were putting in lines for the fire protection system. And uh, they had the permits. Everything had been approved. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, in the middle of the project, a city officer came by and said, we have to shut you down because uh, even though your plans are approved, uh, you need a one-inch line going in and you've only got a three-quarter inch line for the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably a contractor would have, if they didn't been involved in those plans, they might have known that. Absolutely.
1: There's there's something about people that swing the hammer being able to help make a, the schematics more uh, accurate. Um, for example, them saying, that's odd. I don't see a scope of work for, for upsizing the water utility. There's there's no encroachment permit. There's no interface with public works. Did a step get missed?
0: Mm-hmm. And being
1: able to bring that to the people's attention early on. And the
0: And the city doesn't have an obligation to catch that, is what I gather
1: in writing they do in practice they don't is what i've found mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. what i've heard over and over and this is just experience uh locally in adjacent counties in uh, various states that uh they will come back with something like the contractor and the designer are under an obligation to follow the various statutes, codes, etc. We're just here to check them, and we only spot check them. And if there's something not complied with that we let her later catch, uh, we're the government, we have immunity. uh, And it's very hard to sue them for missing that kind of thing. So the onus constructively always falls on the, the designer's, contractor's, with with certain
0: exceptions so is it sounds like your advice to somebody who wanted to build something and they had an architect design it would be to then have the design uh pass through a uh the building contractor maybe more than one building contractor to to see if there are additions that should be made before it goes to the city I think it's a good idea, but it's
1: an initially economically inefficient idea. Sure, Um, No contractor wants to do a constructability review for free, though typically Mm -hmm. they'll give you an estimate. This is what I will build this for. Here's about what it'll cost. But to actually go through and do the vision work of how will I actually lift that beam into place, is this particular uh, strap, this particular component, is it even available? Having a contractor that knows what's available, knows what the capability of the subcontractors are in this local area, because I've had it, big shot, I'll call them architects from the Bay Area, will say, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and then it'll go to the general contractor. will say there isn't anybody within 500 miles that even does that kind of work. How are we supposed to do it here? And now yeah. they're paying an arm and a leg where if they had just gone with a different,
0: um, different design that was uh, something people around here or contractors in this area could handle. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they could have afforded it.
1: Exactly. Or realizing that there's something that was forgotten because if a contractor thinks through, or there are many qualified architects that can just think through the entire process from start to finish, from when I pull a shovel out of my truck, how will we actually build this? Mm-hmm. You can look for conflict analysis. Hey, there's going to be a duct that's going right through a structural beam. I don't know how we missed that because we would run into it all the time. You get a tape measure out and the measurements on site didn't match the plans. Having that done early on, whatever professional it is avoids it coming into my office later that now there's an ambiguity on who has to fix this. Is it the designer's fault? Is it the homeowner's fault? Is it the contractor's fault? And you keep the lawyers uninvolved and actually put your money into building whatever you're building. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you've been involved in some land use litigation over the last few years. Yeah. Um, can you talk about um, how that generally Starts. I mean, is this over conditional use permits, minor use permits, uh, planning commission approvals? Sure. What, what's the process for that if someone is looking to build on their property? Sure.
1: So there, there's many different processes. Um, what I've found dealing with governments, it's a quagmire of specific rules and conditions, and then you have the. There's some cases, Nolan Dolan, what can they take from you in exchange for allowing them to build on the property that you already own? And That's what a great impact. case
0: name, Nolan Dolan.
1: <laughs> well, Nolan and Dolan, they go They go in unison, <laughs> but it effectively says, how's the government going to take your property to let you use your property? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense, roads, infrastructure, et cetera. These are where these impact fees come in, but oftentimes it'll ignite Maybe you're out of zoning, but what you want to put in actually makes sense. Then there's the, you know, the variance, there's minor use permits, there's conditional use permits that put, depending on the jurisdiction that you're in, before a discretionary body that will take into account the intent of the planning or the zoning or whatever they want to call it. And say, you know what, that really does keep with our intent. It's technically outside of it, but there needs to be discretionary redress. So you put together the package to be able to take that to prove I do deserve a variance for that, or I do deserve to have a a, a permit that would allow me to use this outside of whatever the zoning is because it's to the benefit, and then you kind of go through the steps. Benefit of the community. It's the benefit of the property. You couldn't use the property somewhere else or some other way, and then when they deny that, uh, a lot of times then you have to appeal it. You oftentimes will be to a, uh, the, get a planning commission approval. If they deny it there, then you appeal that to the city council. It's very important that you appeal it timely because you have to exhaust all of your administrative remedies before you can finally file a writ of administrative mandamus.
0: And and each town is different, aren't they, how they're structured? Yes. <laughs> so, for instance, in uh, the city of San Luis Obispo, you used, to, you used to appeal to the city council, but now they've set up a separate body mm-hmm. that the city council appoints uh, who, who uh, reviews things, and then if you haven't gone to that body... You can't actually bring a lawsuit, can you?
1: That's right. So each jurisdiction has their own path, and you need to look in the local ordinances, and then you also have to look in the state law to make sure their local ordinances are even legal. <laughs> Assuming they are, you have to go through yeah. uh, the different processes, and if you don't, uh, if you don't have the ability to say in your lawsuit that you exhausted all of the administrative remedies, the lawsuit can technically be filed, but you're going to lose because you haven't given the city or the discretionary bodies the opportunity to be able to fully analyze it.
0: They'll actually make a motion to kick you out of court because you haven't exhausted the remedies. And by that time, your time to go use those remedies has lapsed. Isn't that right? It,
1: Typically, um, yeah. the court, by the time you get to filing a lawsuit, the timelines are so tight, depending on the jurisdiction, anywhere from 10 days to appeal. I've seen them have up to 40 days to appeal. You're not going to get a lawsuit to the point where you've exhausted it and simultaneously file it, and you have to declare that you've exhausted it before you file the
0: lawsuit. There's a uh, certain city in the southern part of the county that has a, a uh, ordinance that says that you have 10 days to... Uh, appeal, uh, a determination by a code enforcement officer, for instance, well, by the time you've received it, their decision, the 10 days is almost up. So we're going to take a hard break now. We'll be back talking to Dan Knight here on Slow County Public Policy and the Law, right after these very important ads.